0: Hello and welcome to the Upgrade the World podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and today I'll be talking about CBDCs. A CBDC, or Central Bank Digital Currency, is a programmable digital currency issued by a central bank and linked to the issuing country's official currency. While there are numerous ways a CBDC can be implemented, there are two main types, wholesale and retail. Wholesale CBDCs are used for interbank settlements. Retail CBDCs are primarily used by individuals for purchasing goods and services. Retail CBDCs have three main variations. Direct, where the CBDC is issued and managed by the central bank. Indirect, where the central bank issues the CBDC, but the private sector maintains the accounts for CBDC holdings. And synthetic CBDC, which would be a cryptocurrency backed by reserves held in a central bank master account, with a value pegged to government currencies, commodities, or short-term securities as a means to stabilize its value. Driven by rapid decline in the use of cash as a payment method and the explosion in popularity of cryptocurrencies, 130 countries representing 98% of the global economy are exploring digital versions of their currencies, with 64 in advanced development, pilot, or launch stages. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the G7 sanctions response, wholesale CBDC developments have doubled. Some examples of CBDCs include China's Digital Yuan, Nigeria's E-Naira, the Sand Dollar in the Bahamas, and Eastern Caribbean Central Bank's D-Cash. Russia is targeting a 2025 launch of the digital ruble. The European Central Bank is on track to begin its digital EuroPilot ahead of a possible launch in 2028, while over 20 other countries will also take significant steps towards pilots this year. CBDCs could provide reduced infrastructure costs for financial service providers, increased speed of transactions, greater accessibility for the unbanked, and the ability to enhance payment security by using a blockchain to ensure finalized transactions are unalterable. Additionally, CBDCs give the central bank a more direct way to enact monetary policy. Also, government subsidies and stimuluses can be more quickly sent directly to citizens. A government's visibility into the financial transactions of the population could be used to reduce money laundering as well as ensure welfare funds are spent appropriately. A CBDC could ideally provide some of the benefits of a cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin but with the security of knowing the asset is backed by a government. For all of the promises of CBDCs, there are some serious negatives. Back in episode 4, I covered the properties of money, and one that is often unspoken is money is a system of control. CBDCs remove the need for local or regional banks, putting all control in the hands of a central bank. This would allow the central bank and the government an enormous amount of power, which could lead to dystopian level monitoring. Individual citizens would lose financial privacy as the government and central bank could track how much is spent, when and where the money is spent, and what the money was spent on. CBDCs give those in control an easy way to freeze funds for political reasons or really any other reason they choose, such as the purchasing of goods or services deemed to be contraband. The programmable nature of CBDCs can also be unfavorable to consumers. For example, China's CBDC has an expiration date, making money use or lose, forcing consumers to spend or be penalized. Another example is in Nigeria, where adoption of their CBDC is being forced by limiting cash withdrawals from citizens' personal accounts. In the U.S., Fed Chair Jerome Powell has taken what I call the Apple approach, saying it is more important for the U.S. to, quote, get it right than to be first, end quote. However, pressure has been building as other countries' central banks, especially China, have a first-mover advantage, and concerns have been raised that if the Fed doesn't take action, the dollar's position as the global reserve currency could be challenged. Powell has publicly stated he is undecided on CBDCs, but either way, he would want authorization from Congress before moving forward with creating one. Executive Order 14067, titled Ensuring Responsible Development of Digital Assets, directed the Office of Science and Technology Policy, or OSTP, in consultation with other federal departments and agencies to submit to the president a technical evaluation for a potential U.S. CBDC system. The executive order lays out a national policy for digital assets across six key priorities, consumer and investor protection, financial stability, illicit finance, U.S. leadership in the global financial system and economic competitiveness, financial inclusion, and responsible innovation. In September 2022, the OSTP published a technical evaluation for a U.S. CBDC system, a 33-page technical analysis of 18 design choices for a U.S. CBDC. On the topic of wholesale CBDCs, the New York Innovation Center, housed in the New York Fed, in collaboration with members of the U.S. financial services sector including BNY Mellon, Citi, HSBC, MasterCard, PNC Bank, TD Bank, Truist, U.S. Bank, and Wills Fargo, published findings of the Regulated Liability Network proof of concept. The Regulated Liability Network, or RLN, is envisioned as an interoperable network for wholesale payments operating on a shared multi-entity distributed ledger. The research analyzed the business applicability technical feasibility, and legal viability of using shared ledger technology to settle the liabilities of regulated financial institutions through the transfer of central bank money. On the retail CBDC front, the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and MIT researched the technical feasibility of a CBDC. The initiative, known as Project Hamilton, published research on a transaction processor with high performance and resiliency in February 2022. The Federal Reserve Bank of Boston's website defines the processor OpenCBDC as a core processing engine for money that focuses on security, performance, scalability, and flexibility. It provides a code base that supports 1.84 million transactions per second and settlement of under one second. A 2023 national survey by the Cato Institute found that 16% of Americans support the adoption of a CBDC, with 34% opposing CBDCs and 49% not having yet formed an opinion. Meanwhile, individual states like Florida and North Carolina have banned the use of CBDCs within their borders. It'll be really interesting to see how this all plays out. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time keep upgrading.